we'll start in a couple minutes. Okay, we'll just uh, let some people in and then we'll get started. Where, where, where is Kathy? There, there, there are people. In, uh, in Kathy, Kathy is here. Yeah, she's just an attendee. She's not a panelist, so, so uh, you can't see her yet. Uh, but I, uh, I will see but, everyone when you will let them in. Uh, yeah, I let her in, but I think I think she chose to stay as an attendee. Kathy, I'm going to invite you one more time to uh, come in, and uh, if you're able to, that would be wonderful. If not, uh, you can uh, decline again. Okay, I think I think some people choose to just listen, so I'm going to let her just listen. Okay. All right. At least I have you. <laughs> Say it again. At least I have you. Yes, I'm always here, Dor. <laughs> Yay. Yeah, I'm always, always happy to uh, see you and uh, get to learn from you. Thank you. There you go. We have Ilana. Hi, Ilana. Ilana, I sent you an invitation to uh, join us as a panelist. Okay, there you go. All right, and if you're able to just turn on your video, that's good. <laughs> okay. Welcome, Gary. We'll begin in just a minute. Welcome everyone. We're just about to begin letting a few more people in. Welcome, welcome to Drisha. Okay, so uh, welcome everyone. Uh, if you're able, just turn your uh, video on so we can see you. If not, uh, we understand. Um, welcome to Drisha and welcome to this first uh, session in the, the series on Heschel's uh, transformative uh, Hasidism. Uh, we encourage you to uh, turn on your video if you're able to again, and also please be, feel free to ask questions uh, during class, either by uh, uh, writing comments here in the chat box on Zoom, or as a comment if you're watching us live on Facebook. Uh, this series is about Abraham Joshua Herschel, uh, who's well known as one of the greatest uh, Jewish American thinkers and social activists. It is much less uh, widely known that he had been destined to become a Hasidic Rebbe, a fate eliminated by circumstance, but revisited in his final work, a passion for truth, which explored the relevance for Hasidism in uh, modernity. In this online class, we will read passages from this work in order to understand Heschel's uh, interpretation of Hasidism as the source of his own philosophy and activism. It is my pleasure to introduce our teacher today, Dr. Doror Vandi. Doror Vandi is dedicated to bringing Abraham Joshua Heschel's thought to Israel, translating his words into Hebrew and transforming Israel by his spirit. Dor has a doctorate in Jewish thought from Bar Ilan University and is this uh, dissertation, uh, Heschel's, I always have a hard time with this word in, the, in your introduction, Her, hermeneutics, did I get it? <laughs> nice, Herschel's hermeneutics will be published next year. Dor has translated several of Heschel's books into Hebrew. He's the author of Where Art Thou, which won the Shalem Prize in 2006. He lives with his family in Jerusalem, in Beit Israel, an urban kibbutz community of religious as well as non-religious Jews who unite together in social and spiritual activism. And with that, I'll turn this uh, to you, Doror. Thank you, Evie. At least you have uh, an American accent <laughs> while, <laughs> while, while I have to try to speak English in my Israeli accent. Uh, you have problem only. You had problem only when with one word, one word, while <laughs> I have to uh, 
try, I, 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 I have to try to explain myself with my poor accent. Um, welcome everybody. Um, we are start, we are start, we are, we are start, we are starting today. Oh, I know. We are starting today a serious, a series of three classes about Heschel's Hasidism. And I believe everyone heard, heard about Heschel. Uh, now everybody, every, everybody knows his famous uh, photo, uh, iconic photo with Martin Luther King. But I want to try, I want to start uh, as an introduction to speak about how Heschel understood his social activism as a, Hasid, as a Hasidic act. Let's start uh, from the first uh, source. Um, let me share with you the sources, just a moment. Um, um, just a moment. Here it is. And I will be grateful if someone, if someone wants to read, uh, to read the sources with your perfect accent instead of my Israeli accent. Does someone want to read? Oh, David, please, I will be grateful. The first source. Uh... Thank you. I thought. Heschel's memoir, okay. I thought of my having walked with Hasidic rabbis on various occasions. I felt a sense of the holy in what I was doing. Dr. King expressed several times to me his appreciation. He said, I cannot tell you how much your presence means to us. You cannot imagine how often Reverend Vivian and I speak about you with sadness. My father adds, I felt again what I have been thinking about for years. The Jewish religious institutions have again missed a great opportunity, namely to interpret a civil rights movement in terms of Judaism. Thank you. Thank you. This is memorial of Heschel, which quoted by his daughter in which he wrote about his famous march with Dr. King and Selma and how he felt in this occasion as a walking with Hasidic rabbis. Yes, when he walked, when he marched, when he marched with Dr. King, he suddenly felt as if Dr. King is a Hasidic rabbi. What a unique uh, feeling, and with sadness, as my, as his daughter said, uh, Heschel, ad, Heschel added, uh, "What what a, what a, what a missing what a how yes what a missing of opportunity okay? uh, made uh, the Jewish world." the Jewish religious institutions when they didn't understand, didn't understand that the civil rights movement, civil rights movement uh, is a Jewish act, is a Hasidic act. Uh, they uh, missed the opportunity to uh, suggest interpretation of civil rights movement as a, as a Hasidic uh, walking. And and let's read the next source, which uh, had a, a, another perspective on, uh, on this relationship between King and Heschel. This is from the introduction of his daughter to, to her collection of, uh, of her father's uh, articles, in which she quoted um, her father saying about King and King's saying about her father in the 60th birthday of Heschel. Does someone want to, want to read the, the, the second source of Susanna Heschel? Anyone? Please save us from my ex. I can do, I can do it again if it's uh, just to save oh, time. Thank I, you, I don't thank mind. You. All right, so in his introduction of King to his audience, 
Heschel asked, where in America today do we hear a voice like the voice of the prophets of Israel? Martin, Martin Luther King is a sign that God has not forsaken the United States of America. God has sent him to us. His presence is the hope of America. His mission is sacred, his leadership of supreme importance to every one of us. In his address, King stated that Heschel is indeed truly a great prophet. He went on, here and there we find those who refuse to remain silent behind the safe security of stained glass windows, and they are forever seeking to make the great ethical insights of our Judeo-Christian heritage relevant in this day and in this age. I feel that Rabbi Heschel is one of the persons who is relevant to all times, always standing with prophetic insights to guide us through these difficult days. Thank you. Thank you. Here, both King and Heschel spoke about each other as prophets, not as a Hasidic rabbis, but as prophets. But it is here we, um, here we see again how Heschel, as well as Martin Luther King, uh, suggest interpretation of the civil rights movement as uh, the voice of the prophets of Israel, as a sign that God has not forsaken the United States of America. As, uh, yes, as, as, uh, as King spoke about Heschel as a, as a prophet. Yes, King and Heschel understood that the civil rights movement uh, stems from a, a, a deep religious understanding, uh, experience, and not uh, those they have, those they came from a very different uh, religious um, um, traditions, religion traditions, they, both of them understood that God is not a religious person, that God is not an, a halachic person, that God is not a Christian. They both understood that there is a pathos of God to every human being much more deeper than the religious tradition, the religious institutions, the religion um, behavior, yes, that, that God is a source for solidarity, for equality between all human beings. And here they spoke about it as the way of the prophets of Israel, but for Heschel, as we see in the previous source, this understanding is first and, and foremost a Hasidic understanding. Yes, as you know, um, uh, I don't know if you know that this very sentence of Heschel, Martin Luther King is a sign that God is not forsaken, forsaken the United States of America is a very uh, tragical sentence because Heschel said it only 10 days before the murder of Martin Luther King. This is the risk uh, with God's signs. You can see them, you can feel them, but then after 10 days, they might disappear. And I believe that for Heschel, it was not only you know, a, a, a personal shock, shock, but also a religious crisis. If Martin Luther King is, God, is, is, is a sign that God is not forsaken the United States of America, what is the religious meaning of the murder of Martin Luther King? What's happened? What, hap what kind of America uh, uh, suddenly Heschel felt the crisis of, of, of Vietnam much more deeper. Uh, uh, you know, the, the, uh, just one year before the murder, Heschel uh, 
succeed to convince, succeeded to convince Martin Luther King to speak against the war in Vietnam. It was exactly one year before the murder, uh, King's first speech against Vietnam. And Heschel uh, sit next to King when King spoke against the war in Vietnam in a church in New York. And exactly one year later, he, he was killed. And I believe that for Heschel, it was a, a very harsh moment in his, in his life, in his faith. And it, it was not a surprise when three months later, after the murder, Eshel got a heart attack. It was in the middle of a flight from Milwaukee to New York. Eshel participated in a conference, Christian conference, about prayer, in which Eshel explains the Jewish understanding of prayer to the Christian audience. And in the flight back, in the middle of the flight, he got a heart attack and uh, the, the airplane uh, had to, to get immediately to the uh, closed airport and Heschel was, um, was survived. Yes, Heschel survived uh, in a miracle and, and, and spent uh, maybe half a year in hospital at, un, until he recovered from this heart attack. And one of his first sentence, his first saying after uh, his recovering, after a month in, in the hospital, after the first month in the hospital, Heschel said to a friend, I have to write a book about the Kotzke Rebbe. So, he was in, a, in the middle of uh, writing the third, part, the third part of Heavenly Torah. He put it uh, aside and started to write a new book. In fact, two books, one in Yiddish and one in English about the Kotzke Rebbe, about Hasidut. And he uh, succeeded to submit it to, to the publisher only three weeks before he died from another heart attack, uh, two, and a, two and a half years after he uh, um, get out from the hospital. Um, namely, it's, it's, it's as if Heschel wanted to end his life, to end his writing, to, to accomplish his, uh, is a literature in a Hasidic uh, book, as, as if he tried to close the circle with his childhood. As you know, Eshel uh, uh, was destined to be a Hasidic rabbi, rabbi. He was destined to be a Hasidic rabbi before, before he was born. It is because his father was a Hasidic rabbi and also his grandfather, and also his grand-grandfather, and also his grand-grand-grandfather. In fact, he was the seventh generation of the, the great Magid, the uh, most important um, uh, uh, how do you say it? The most important uh, continuation of, of the Besht, yes, and, and the one who uh, took the small group of the best and uh, created the Hasidic movement. So Heschel was destined to be a Hasidic rabbi. And, um, you know, when Heschel understood that he has no, no, uh, not a lot of time to, to live, he felt that he had to share with his readers uh, from where he came, what is the source of his social activism? What is the source of his philosophy? 
And this is maybe one of the last texts that Heschel wrote in his life. Yes, this is the introduction of the, this Hasidic book, The Passion for Truth. And as you know, uh, people, yes, uh, author, uh, author uh, the, the people who, who write book, uh, write the, the last thing that they, they are, that they write is the introduction. So this is one of Heschel's last last uh, text. And the title, the subtitle of this text is why I had to write this book. Does someone, does someone want to read uh, this uh, part of, this, this opening of, of his introduction to a passion for truth. Um, okay. Anyone? Thank uh, you. Um, <clears throat> I was born in Warsaw, Poland, um, but my cradle stood in Mezbysh, um, uh, a small town in the province of Podolia, Ukraine, where Balshemto, the founder of the Hasidic movement, lived during the last 20 years of his life. That is where my father came from, and he continued to regard it as his home. I was named after my grandfather, Rav Ram Heschel, um, the Aptarav, um, and last uh, great Rebbe of Mezhbish. Uh, he was marvelous in all his ways, and it was as if the Baal Shem Tov had come to life in him. The Aptarav uh, claimed uh, that his soul had lived in several incarnations, and for his descendants, it was as if he had never died. Enchanted by a wealth of traditions and tales, I felt truly at home in Mezhbish. It was my ninth year that the presence of Rabbi Nachman Mendel of Kutz, known as the Kutzker, entered my life. Since then, he has remained a steady companion and a haunting challenge. Years later, I realized that in being guided by both the Balshemtov and the Kotzker, I had allowed two forces to carry on a struggle within me. In a very strange way, I found my soul at home with the Balshem, but driven by the Kotzker, was it good to live with one's heart torn between joy of Mezhbush and the anxiety of Kotzk, to live both in awe and consternation, in fervor and horror, with my conscience on mercy and my eyes on Auschwitz, wavering between exaltation and dismay. Was this a life a man would choose to live? I had no choice. My heart was in Mezhbish, my mind in Kotsk. Thank you so much. Yes, this is a very touching text in which Heschel shared with his readers, not only his Hasidic background, but a struggle, a, a Hasidic struggle between two Hasidic leaders, the Baal Shem Tov from one side and the Kotzker Rebbe from other side, which, uh, who, who continued who continue to, to fight in his soul, every uh, time he get to to a question, uh, he heard the best told him love, but in the same time he heard the Kotzker told him tell tells him truth. Yes, he heard the the best who is uh, 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 heard the best believe in him, yes. Um, here is the best, so uh, uh, God saw the world in a positive, from a positive perspective, but in the same time, you hear the Kotzker's critical uh, saying about the world, about everything. So Heschel not only shared with his readers his Hasidic background, but also told them, tells us, yes, you have to, if you want to really understand me, you want, you, you have to understand a, a very deep tension in my soul, in my life. I, yes, 
my conscience on mercy and my eyes on Auschwitz. Yes, the co the conscience is of, of uh, on mercy came from the best. To try to see the mercy every everywhere, to love everyone, to love every everything, but in the same time the Kotzker who, who who died uh, in in uh, 1859, uh, very <laughs> a, a lot a lot of years before the Holocaust, but he taught Herschel to see. Uh, how to see Auschwitz in the world, to understand not only the exaltation, but also the dismay. And Heschel explained to his readers, I had no choice. My soul is in, in a war between my heart, who came from Mejibej, and my mind, who came from Kotsk. Yes, I don't know if if you read a lot of Heschel, and if you and if you can can see his writings as such a struggle, if you see in his writings the tension between his deep love to to the world, to the human being, to to, to the human uh, race, and and in the same time is critical saying about Vietnam, about racism, about racism. Yeah, so, so Heschel here uh, open his soul, open his heart to us. And, and he told us, please be careful when you read me to see when I was um, affected by the best and when my words came from the Kotzka. Yes, and this is a very interesting and touching uh, saying of a writer to ex to explain to his readers, uh, please understand, please understand me, please understand from where I came, from where I came, and what is the the Hasidic complicated soul of me. Yes, and and uh, but but the question is. Uh, how Heschel uh, survived survived this war between the Best and the Kotzker? How he took this dispute, this tension, and uh, made from it uh, a new philosophy, his own creation? Yes, how Heschel translated this Hasidic dispute to one philosophy, one uh, social activism. And, and the, let's, let's, read, let's read another paragraph from Passion for Truth in which Heschel uh, say uh, um, more sayings about uh, what is the deep difference between the Baal Shem and the Kotzkan, and then we will try to think how he uh, brought them together. Um, does someone want to read the, the next paragraph? Anyone? Sure. Yes, thank you. The Baal Shem constantly reminds us how close God is to man and to all things. Reb Mendel perennially recalls how alienated, how estranged man is from truth, from God. The Baal Shem discloses the presence of God, the creator of the universe, within the world. He brings heaven nearer to man. But for what purpose, says Reb Mendel, since man's corruption spurns the divine? The Baal Shem taught that God was everywhere. Reb Mendel, however, felt that there was an essential disparity between the divine and the mundane that the human often operated in defiance of the divine. When asked where God dwelt, the Baal Shem answered everywhere, the Kutzker, where he is allowed to enter. Thank you. So this is a deep dispute, which came from, which stems from 
a very different religious experiences. Yes, the, the Baal Shem Tov is like someone with a pink glasses, you know, such people that when they look, when they look at you, you, you start to smile. Yeah, they always see you in a positive way. They always always see you you uh, you in in a way that you didn't believe that you you see yourself in such a way. Yes, and and the best was such a person, but with God. Yes, he has God glasses. When the best when the best uh, looked at the people, they suddenly understood. Uh, they suddenly felt that God uh, is in, in, in themselves. When the best looked at, at trees, when the best looked at flowers, when the best looked at Gentiles, when the best looked in, in sins, he saw God everywhere. And all the world was full with God's glory. And from the other side was the Kotzker. The Kotzker was a person with, I can say, black glasses. You know, this kind of people, they always see your lies. You don't like the moment, the moments in which they look at, looked at you and suddenly you, you understand how all your life is a mere play, not authentic uh, experience, but a kind of a, of a, a non-authentic, uh, non, not not truly experience, not really uh, existence. Yes, and while the best opened the soul of his uh, of his uh, disciples to God, uh, the Kotzker liked to break the faith. The Kotzker believed that every faith is a kind of idolatry. If you believe, if you, it, it said, if you pray today in the same way that you prayed, that you prayed yesterday, it is an idolatry. He believes that uh, his uh, mission as a rabbi is to uh, is to bring his disciples to every day to a deeper faith, uh, to, to to understand that the faith of yesterday was not good enough. He always it uh, uh, he, 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 he taught his disciples. To be to, to develop a, a self crit, critic. How do you say it? To, uh, yes, to 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 look inside and to see um, and and to call yourself to transcend yourself to go to a, a deeper place to a higher connection with with God. The best came from heaven to earth. He brought God to here. Uh, but the Kotzker uh, walked, uh, worship was in, in the opposite way. He tried to jump to the heaven, to, 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 to uh, lift the human existence and to, and to, to, to jump to, to, to the heaven only to only in order to 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 fall again to the earth when you understand that god is much more higher than you than the human understanding can reach so this is not only a fight between two uh, different hasidic rabbis but is it is a kind of fight between god and man yes between god and the human being Yes, God, uh, Heschel, uh, the best brought for, for Heschel, the best brought, uh, brought him God, while 
the Kotzker brought him his own uh, humanistic uh, existence, understanding. So this is a, a very harsh dispute. Yes, what is the way of the religious uh, work of, of our worship? Should we wait that God, that God will come to us or should we walk to open our hearts to God? Yes, this is a, um, this is a, I, I don't know if I can say, if I can say that this is two sides of Judaism because, or, or Hasidism because this is a very uh, different kind of Judaism, of Hasidism, yes? And Heschel uh, had to share, uh, had to share with us uh, this uh, uh, sharp dispute in his soul. Uh, he always, you know Heschel, he always uh, spoke in the name of God against racism, racism against the war in Vietnam. He was a prophet, but in the same time, he felt uh, not only that God is a sign, that, that God is not forsaken the United States of America, but also as the Kotzker taught him to felt that God indeed forsaken the United States of America that God is not here, that we have to change, to change ourselves, to, to be critical against uh, our state, our uh, society, ourselves. Uh, so, so maybe the murder of Martin Luther King uh, brought Heschel back to the fight in his soul, to his childhood when he was nine years old. Yes, and suddenly he uh, felt the Kotzker much more uh, relevant than the best. Yes, when he said Martin Luther King is a sign that God is not forsaken the United States of America, he spoke like the best. But after the murder, he felt that he had to read a, an, a, a, a very a, a different kind of a book to bring the critical perspective of the Kotzker, to be harsh with the American society, with the Jewish community. Yes, so there is two kinds of Heschel. Yes, there is a, a years in which he let the best uh, uh, lead him, and and there the, the, the were years in which he let the Kotzker lead him. But but the question is, uh, maybe there is a two Heschels. Maybe uh, there are people who who liked. Uh, one kind of his writings, and there are people who liked much more is another kind, and is very different kind of writings. Maybe, maybe there is no. There, this is not one philosophy, but there are years in which Eschel wrote one philosophy, and years in which he wrote much a, a very different kind of a philosophy. Maybe in his last years, he, he had to share with his readers that there, are, that there were two kinds of Heschel, or he succeeded to create uh, one philosophy from this very opposite perspective. As you know, uh, there is the Hebrew book of Heschel, Torah Min Hashemayim. You know this, Heavenly Torah. It was translated by, by Gordon Tucker to English. This is the only book which Heschel wrote in Hebrew. And I was privileged 
to uh, published last year a new edition of of this work uh, which included which which includes um a new text of Heschel which were never published I founded manuscripts of Heschel which were omitted by the editors of the third part of Heavenly Torah and therefore they weren't translated by, by Gordon Tucker and only uh, last year I was published them for the first time in a new edition of Torah Min Hashemayim. And I don't know if you know, in this work Heschel explained that a very kind dispute was happened uh, in the ancient Israel between the school of Rabbi Akiva and the school of Rabbi Ishmael. Yes, the great seg, seg, the great, the great segs of of the Mishnah of the Midrash. Yes, and uh, when you read when you when you read uh, the first volume of Heavenly Torah, you also meet such a dispute, uh, which was happened two thousand two two thousand years ago. Yes, in which in which Heschel explained how Rabbi Akiva, like the best, see God everywhere, and how Rabbi Ishmael, like the Kotzker, was a critical person and much more rash, rational person, while Rabbi Akiva was a mystic. So um, in, in this Hasidic uh, explanation of Heschel, he also share with his readers that this great work of scholarship, yes, heavenly Torah is also, um, uh, maybe I can say reflection of his uh, Hasidic dispute in his soul. But here we come again to the question, what Heschel tried to say in heavenly Torah? Did he try to explain? To explain? Uh, did he try to explain us that there are two Juda two kinds of Judaism, one of uh, a mystic, one rational, one of Rabbi Akiva and the Best, one of Rabbi Ishmael and the Kotzker? Did we uh, do we have to choose between this Judaism and this Judaism? Maybe there is no. Uh, one story, but very, uh, uh, very different kind of Judaism. And I believe that Heschel tried to combine these two perspectives. I believe that he had one soul, very complicated one, but one in which he tried to, to bring together these two perspectives. And I will try to show you it in, by other text. And let's, let's read um, uh, two paragraphs from Heschel's article, Hasidism as a New Approach to Torah, which was published in his very last year, uh, 1972. I don't know if you know that in, in, in January, in, in December or January, we we will um, we will celebrate as Hasidic would as the Hasidim as the Hasidim would would say we will celebrate the 50s uh, Heschel's Yotzeit um, in 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 the next months. Yes, Heschel was uh, perished in uh, December 72. And do you know a place in America which tried, which started to arrange uh, the the the, the site, the very important site of Heschel, in the next December, in the close in, in, in December. Ask your rabbis how our community will celebrate this very important 
your side. But any, anyway, let's read these two paragraphs from this is, is one of his last articles. Um, Hasidism, Hasidism is a new approach to Torah. Uh, maybe one of the women, one of the women in the audience want, wants to read the next uh, paragraphs. Only men will read our paragraphs. <laughs> As you want. Does someone want to read? Anyone? No, Davy, please. <laughs> Thank you. What is the meaning of studying Torah? The Baal Shem asks, learning is a means to an end. To study Torah, he says, means to sense that which transcends the Torah. When God created heaven and earth, he created also a light. But because of the failure of creation, God hid that eternal light. Where did he hide it? He hid it in the words of the Torah. When the best read the words of the Torah, he was able to sense that light. He was able through that light to see everything that goes on in the world and beyond this world. Study, he also insisted, is a means to an end, not an end in itself. What is the means and what is the end? The end is the person himself. There's a famous story of how a man came to a Rebbe, how a man came to a Rebbe the first time in his life. The Rebbe asked him, what did you do all of your life? He answered, I've gone through the Talmud four times. How much of the Talmud has gone through you? Asked the Rebbe. Thank you. So here Heschel tried to explain, tried, tried to explain the Hasidic way of learning. You know, there are people who, who think that only the Litvaks can learn, but Heschel tried to, to explain that the best brought us not only a new dance, but, only, but also a new learning, a new way of learning. What is the unique, what is the contribution of, of the best to the way of learning Torah? The first paragraph explained us that learning is a means to an end. Not like the Litvaks who understand learning as, in, as, a, as an end to itself, the best tried to explain to us that there is a light in the Torah and the challenge is not only to read the words of the Torah, to understand the halacha, but also to, to find the hidden light, the presence of God in the Torah. Yes, this is the first, the first paragraph in which Heschel explained or tried to suggest that the difference between the regular way of learning, you learn Torah, yes, in a Hasidic yeshiva or in a Litvic yeshiva. Yes, in, in, in this way of learning or, or in this way of learning. When you learn Torah, you, you only, uh, understand the halachic concepts, or when you learn Torah, you meet you meet the light of God, which is much more deeper than the halachic concepts. So this is the contribution of the best to the learning of the Torah. But then uh, came the second paragraph, in which Heschel suggested another kind of end to the learning of the Torah. Now, suddenly he said that the end is not to sense the light, but the end is the person himself. It's another kind of saying to say that the end of learning Torah is to meet the light of God, which was hidden in the text, then to say that the end is the person himself. Yes, and then Heschel continued and uh, uh, to, uh, told us a very uh, nice Hasidic story, or maybe sharp, about uh, someone who came to the Rebbe, and the Rebbe, uh, yes, it, it was maybe a Litvak 
who tried to say, oh, I studied the Talmud four times. I, yes, I gone through the Talmud four times, but then the Hasidic, uh, the Hasidic Rebbe uh, told him that the challenge was that the Talmud uh, uh, will go through through him. Yes, and 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 here the 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 um, how do you say it? The, 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 here the, the second paragraph instead of um, speaking about God, speaking about the human being, the personal, the subjective um, 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 aspect of learning Torah. Yes, it's, it's, it, there is a, a tension between these two paragraphs. And if you will open Passion for Truth, you will understand why there is a tension between two with, with, between two between these two paragraphs. Is, does someone want to read the last source? Maybe I will read it. There is a story about a learned man who came to see the Kotzka. No longer young, he was close to thirty. The visitor had never before been a, been to a rebbe. What have you done all your life? The master asked him. I have gone through the whole Talmud three times, answered the guest. Yes, said the Kotzker. But how much the Talmud has gone through you? Yes, Remendel inquired. So suddenly we understand, though there, it is not the same uh, version of the story here, it's four times here, it's three times. But but we we, we suddenly suddenly understand uh, that the second paragraph of the previous source is about the Kotzker, and suddenly we we understand what is the reason for the tension between the first paragraph, who, who wrote us the way of the, the way of language of the best and the second paragraph the way of learning of the Kotzke. Here, yes, Heschel didn't say it was the Kotzke. And if you and if you read it and if you didn't read it uh, slowly, you might miss the tension between the first paragraph and the second. Yes, but but why Heschel Sure. Yeah, yes. I, I missed some of what you just said. I'm not sure if everyone did, but maybe maybe repeat the past like ten seconds. Uh, thank you. What what was my last words? <laughs> uh, I was hearing you say you might have missed the tension. Yes, you you might you might uh, you might have missed the tension between the first paragraph and the second. But um, but why did why Heschel did it? Why he brought one paragraph after uh, another paragraph with such attention, and and he didn't say it, he didn't he didn't uh, shed light about the tension between the first paragraph and the second. Maybe because he tried to explain us to explain us that indeed you need the the Hasidic way of learning is to meet in the same in the same time the light of god which is much deeper than the text and the person himself the secret of hasidism is the dialogical connection between god and human being this is the source this is the secret this is the secret of heschel's on philosophy, God in search of man. Yes, Heschel is a dialogical philosopher which believe in, in which believe in, in, the, in the connection between God and human beings. And yes, 
he succeeded to bring together the Besht and the Kotzker because a real dialogue is a dialogue between two perspectives. Heschel learned from the Besht the perspective of God, and he brought from the Kotzker the perspective of the human beings. Yes, he brought from his heart, his heart was full of, of God from the best, but his mind was a human one, a critical one. Why? Because this is the source of dialogue. This is the source of true, di true dialogue, of authentic dialogue. You don't unite yourself with the other. There is a gap between a few, and the challenge is to transcend yourself to the other. How can you transcend yourself to the other? Because in the same time, the other is transcends himself to you. God transcends himself. He loves us. This is the, the Torah of the best. He, he brought himself to heal to the human ex experience. And the Kotzker taught Heschel how, how, how us, the human beings, should transcend ourselves to, by critical perspective and to uh, improve ourselves every day. So for Heschel, this is what he took from this Hasidic dispute. The challenge is to transcend yourself, but the secrets of self-transcendence is a dialogue, is to hear God's call, to hear God calls you, and in the same time, bring yourself. The end is the person himself. The source is the hidden light of God. This is the holistic um, philosophy of Heschel. This is the secret of, of his religious social activism. In the same time, he feels the light of God and he brings himself to the human beings. He, 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 fight, he saw, he saw, uh, uh, Martin Luther King is a sign that God is not forsaken the United States of America and he fought against the war in Vietnam. Yeah, so uh, Heschel uh, um, created a, a term for, for this secret of his philosophy. He called this, he called it, he called it polarity. The secret of the polarity. And he wrote about it uh, also in God in Search of Man and the third part of God in Search of Man. And also in, in, in my new edition, you can find a lot of, a lot of text about this uh, in, in, in the third part of Heavenly Torah. Heschel believed that indeed there is pluralism in Judaism, a lot of ways to understand our tradition, but the challenge is to is to is to succeed to hear each other. The challenge is to, uh, in the same time, to be in dispute, to bring your own understanding, and to hear, to have empathy, to the uh, to other perspectives. This is a new kind of pluralism. The secret of the Jewish pluralism is not that there is no truth, but that the challenge is to transcend yourself to another kind of truth, to bring yourselves, to bring yourself and to succeed to hear the other. This is how Heschel succeeded to meet Martin Luther King. 
this is why Heschel understood that the Christian priest, Afro-American Christian priest, and a Jewish rabbi believe in the same God. Yes, when we succeeded to transcend ourselves to a dialogue with the other, we in the same time succeed to be in a dialogue with the one God. Yes, and this is a, a, a very interesting, interesting translation of Hasidism, of a Hasidic dispute to a, a, a polar, pol, how do you say it? a philosophy of polarity, of Heschel himself. Uh, thank you. We, we have a few minutes if, 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 uh, if you want to ask, to say. Um, Feel free to uh, write questions in the chat or comments or uh, simply uh, unmute yourself. Open, you open your one. mic. Yes. Yep. Yes, hi. Do you have any uh, thoughts about the uh, Kutzker's withdrawal um, for many years um, uh, at, the end, at the end of his life? Uh, because to a certain extent, uh, he did not uh, face, uh, or could not face, for whatever reason, um, the uh, this tension. I, I believe that both this both perspective were there all the time, and the, the perfect ex example is Heavenly Torah, in which Heschel brought in the same time Rabbi Kiva and Rabbi Ishmael. But also in the prophets, his book about the Bible, if you read carefully how we uh, explained Oshea and how he explained Amos, you will see there the Besht and the Kotzka. Oshea is a kind of a Besht and Amos is a kind of, a, of the Kotzka. So it was there all the time, but Heschel didn't explain, explained it to his readers. He didn't explain the dispute and he almost didn't explain the, the, the united polarity, the united polarity. Only in, in his last sayings, in his last work, he had to share with his readers to explain them the secret of his philosophy and social activism. Another question, or we have to see no questions on Facebook. All right. So if there's no questions, there, uh, first there's a of question all, in the chat. Ah, sorry. Oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, what book of initials uh, ah. would you suggest to someone who has never read any of his books yet? I I would I would start from a collection of his article. There, there are two collections of his sayings. One which was published a few years ago by his daughter, Essential Writings of Heschel. This is, uh, look for it in Google, Essential Writings of Heschel by Susanna Heschel. This is the best book to start, but, if, but this is the edited sayings of him. But if you want to read his own collection of articles, which he, he prepared by, by himself, I would start from the insecurity of freedom in which you can read his speech next to Martin Luther King about religion and race and uh, as well as other uh, very important articles in which he stand in the White House uh, next to Kennedy and speak about uh, to grow in wisdom. Yes, uh, uh, it's a collection which he made by himself, but by uh, is, is great speeches. So it's a good uh, point to start because he spoke to a wide audience. 
so it's 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 uh, easily reading this is my suggestion okay any additional questions or comments today I'll take one more look at the chat on facebook as well Okay, so uh, first of all, thank you, uh, Dr. Bandi. Uh, always a great opportunity to be able to study with you. And thank you to everyone who joined us today um, on Zoom and also live on Facebook. Uh, just a few announcements before we uh, say goodbye. Um, one of them is that our middle school Girls Tell Mood uh, program begins tonight at 7 p.m. Eastern. Uh, there are still a couple of seats available, so if you know a young Talmida who might uh, be interested, uh, please uh, pass the word, uh, the word and connect uh, her with us. Um, tomorrow, 1 p.m., there is a class with Rabbi Ziering and how social media interacts with the major redemptive uh, mitzvot of the holiday season, Teshuvah, Tefillah, and Tzedakah. Tomorrow at 8 p.m. Eastern, a class with Rabbi Silber exploring the readings of Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. And then one last announcement is that we have uh, over a dozen classes scheduled for the Illuminan uh, in addition to this one. So uh, if you want to uh, attend more classes or learn more information, you can register at elul.drisha.org. Thank you so much again, uh, Dr. Bundy. And again, uh, thank you to everyone. Thank you, Evie. Yeah. Thank you, Evie. And thank you, Noah. Yay. I'm sure Noah is giving us a smiley thanks. <laughs> and uh, yeah, always lovely to see everyone here with us at Idrisha. Have a wonderful night. Bye-bye. <laughs> see you.